across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. Welcome to another week of From the Terraces. Lots of football to talk about this week. Uh, Two from United. Uh, Chalk and Cheese lost to Cheltenham 2-1, beat Oxford 1-0. We'll be talking to Matt about those. City also had two games, uh, a win 3-0 against Gressley in the middle of the week and then a loss against Harborough yesterday 1-0. We'll be talking to, uh, uh, finally talking to Robbie uh, about that. And Histon just go from strength to strength. That's uh, 21 points from 24, seven wins from eight, four clean sheets. Uh, last four clean sheets. Uh, they beat Newport Pagnell 1-0 in the week and owed be 5-0 at the weekend. Uh, doing fantastic there. In the women's football, United didn't have a game uh, this last week. Uh, City did. They lost, unfortunately, 2-1, a late goal uh, from, ironically, uh, former City player Grace Stanley uh, downed them at the end. Um, They're playing Hounslow today in probably the biggest game they've played in for a long time. Need those points to make sure that they aren't the one going down. So if you want to get in touch with us, you can all the usual ways. You can text us 07919 That's 07919 Or you can email studio at cambridge105.co.uk. So if you want to congratulate Bonds on how well he's pulled the team together for the uh, latest win, you're welcome to do that. Doesn't seem to have happened quite yet on the forums, but we'll see. But we'll start, as we usually do, uh, with uh, Cambridge United, and we'll talk to Matt. So there we go. Hopefully Matt's on the other end of the phone. Are you there, Matt? Hey, Tim. How you doing? Yeah, I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. It it was an interesting week, wasn't it, this week? We had the same team started both games uh, and you couldn't necessarily have believed that, judging from the second game based on the first performance. The Cheltenham game on Tuesday was uh, woeful, miserable, awful, dreadful. Um, many, many things could be said about them. Not one of them was good. Um, and it led probably to the strongest speculation that uh, uh, Bonds uh, may uh, get uh, get the push or may choose to go uh, uh, speculation that he put firmly behind him in the um, uh, pre, pre-match press conference for the Oxford game uh, basically saying he's not going and even if we get relegated he's not going there will still be a job to do and as far as he's concerned uh, that job is his um, some said he came off a bit arrogant, uh, saying how he was he was good enough for the job uh, or the best person for the job. Um, but it is interesting that uh, he obviously did something uh, between the first and the second performances because they were very very different. Let's talk about the first one first. Uh, Cheltenham, a team uh, right next to us in the uh, in the kind of the bottom the bottom section of the table, um, a game that uh, everyone labelled as a must win 
um, and unfortunately it just didn't prove to be and we uh, it was interesting Mark said we started well but virtually everybody that was watching the game and fed back through very different from various channels disagreed with that entirely we didn't start very well and we never really looked uh, you know a, a, a real threat um, and it was a 2-1 game in the end and uh, booed off the pitch Mark took some abuse as he had done as both the team and he had done in the uh, previous week against Barnsley yeah that's right and um, as you say it was a, a must win game for us you know being at home and uh, Cheltenham being in just as bad form as what we were and I, I don't think they'd scored in you know sort of three or four games or whatever it was and some stuff like that going around so naturally uh, they were always going to score at least one you know, and they ended up scoring two. And as you say, Tim, the uh, the, the first half, I, I mean, you know, credit in terms of that we did have the better chances, has to be said. Uh, you know, I think Joe Ironside probably should have had two before half-time. Um, but, yeah, the first half in general was just a really poor affair in which, you know, Cheltenham hit the bar first and looked a little bit brighter. And as I say, you know, we, we created probably the better chances and probably should have been one or, you know, at least 2 nil up before half-time. And, um, you, you know, it, you know, it looked like if we if we had probably carried on like that, then, you know, potentially we'd go on to win the game. Um, the second half starts, we, you know, we were completely on the back foot, couldn't get out. Um, you know, a couple of corners were forced and, uh, you know, the, the Cheltenham first goal, I, I mean, I know a lot of people said, oh, we should leave a man up and, you know, that's been a bugbear of everyone's for, for such a long time and then, you know, you've also got the fact, you know, nobody really went and chased the player down but you know, for the first goal, the, the, the lad has hit it, it's probably the best he's hit it ever and, and it's flown right in the top corner with a, you know, quite a little bit of curl and, and spin on it you know, it was, it was a fantastic goal. Like, you know, we've seen a few of them down the Abbey this year, not mainly for the opposition, not many for us. And, um, you know, there, there wasn't a lot that anybody could particularly do. Um, I know, again, questions were, were raised over Dimi Mitoff and, you know, could he got to it? But even I don't think he, he could have got to that. So, you, you know, and then it, it, we've got managed to get on the back foot, and the set, you know, in the front foot in the second half for a little bit, forced a... Uh, you know, uh, you know, a couple of attacks uh, got a penalty, which you know I, I thought when it was given, I thought it was incredibly soft. I think you know the referee might potentially miss something that he thought was a, a foul earlier on at some point in the first half. I thought I thought McGrath, McGrandles went down really, really well, but the referee's given the penalty, and uh, you know, Big Joe stuck the ball away, you know, better than what he did the other week against Ipswich, but. You know, when that went in, you thought to yourself, oh, surely we've got to go on. We've got to win this game now. You know, let's use the momentum from getting that goal and, uh, you know, go on and, uh, you know, win this game. And we just went backwards. We just went completely backwards. We just went utterly defensive. I have no idea why or what was going on. Um, couldn't get the ball out. Cheltenham made a couple of changes, you know, changed the tactics around a little bit. And had us completely and utterly pinned back, and you know got a you know the, the deserved winner has to be said. You know they 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 were very good in the second half. You know we made them look like you know a much much better team than what they actually were. And you know the 
the even more galling thing about the the Tuesday game, Tim, is we, we just never looked like we were ever going to get back into it. We didn't create any chances once Cheltenham scored the second. We didn't look particularly interested at all. One change was made, which was Shadow Tracy for you know Jack Lancaster, um, which is a, probably an expected change, as we said, but we didn't change our shape. We didn't push anybody forward trying to you know get their, an equalising goal. And, you know, as much as, you know, we, we say about booing, I mean, I, I admitted I booed against Barnsley because they didn't put the effort in. I mean, I didn't even bother on Tuesday because it was just an uninspiring <laughs> display. Couldn't even be so, bothered booing. <laughs> no, no, I couldn't. No, I'd had enough by that time. With, so, yeah, and, I didn't even bother. And the, and the interesting thing is I'm, I'm not one for, I you know, it was the first, genuinely the first game this season where I looked at it and thought the problem was is it's not that we lost that that was bad enough, but it's the way in which we we, we did it. And as you say, we we made a change, but we might as well have not bothered for all the effort that was going on at virtually anywhere on the pitch. Um, and it, it was kind of like it really hit home that tactically there was something very wrong and it was there was there was definitely a, a a real feeling at the end of that game that that, that bonds was his time was now limited um and much as I don't, I, I don't know whether had it had it happened, I don't know whether it would have been the answer to our problems by any stretch of the imagination. But uh, it was certainly something that even I kind of thought mm, I can see this. I can see this being the you know the, the very end game of his time here. Um, and of course, he got slated uh, as did the team on the forums. I know it's a small voice, but it's a very vocal voice, and it you know it, it was there, and it was it was more so than usual. And even those that stick up for the team were struggling to find anything to say that was positive about it. Um, so you know, we we come away from that. And we've got, you know, Oxford, who are, you know, have beaten us um, uh, a few times in the last in the last few uh, outings. Um, and although they are, they they were the only team that were in worse form than us. They got one point. We got two points from the last six games. They were higher up the league, and and are and are still a good side. And this could have easily been the one where they uh, get back into winning ways. And, and it wasn't to be. And the thing that I find most extraordinary, I said at the start, is that it was the same team that came out, but. It was like, you know, you wonder. I was chatting. I was chatting to someone at the club, and I, I, I won't name them. Uh, and he, he was speculating that Bonds had basically gone into them and said, "Look, I, I think you're a team that can get us out of this, but you've got to prove it. I'm, I'm putting everything on the line here by going to start the same team, but you've got to show, you've got to show me, but more importantly, you've got to show the fans that you actually care about what's going on here. And it was, it was just an amazing, a huge, huge difference in everything, in the way we played, in the effort that went into it in the desire to win um, but still some really interesting things going on I mean for, for large parts of the game Lloyd-Jones was our best option for uh, uh, for a striker and moving the ball up the pitch he scored the goal he was just non-stop uh, Brophy I don't know what happened to him I mean all of a sudden he pulls one of the best games I think he's played for, for Cambridge um, out of the hat Bennett 
I mean, what can you say about Liam Bennett? If if they gave uh, if they gave Champions League medals for effort, then he'd be uh, he'd be up there getting uh, every plaudit that he could possibly get this season. I mean, it's just you cannot fault his his effort, and it's not just blind running. It's you know he gets into the right places. Yeah, he makes the odd mistake because he's not massively experienced. But even, I mean, that tackle he made coming back um, towards the end uh, was a was a was a. I mean, that was a game a game a game winning tackle that was. And I think he just, you know, he's just getting better and better every game. And and actually, uh, Ironside looked like he, you know, he was making he was making more inroads. And we just had across the pitch. It wasn't a lucky win. It wasn't a we outplayed them here and there. I think they had sixty percent of the, the possession. But we play off. We played them off the pitch in 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 every department. I think. Well, yeah. I mean, the, I wasn't actually there yesterday because they annoyed me so much that I didn't even bother going. So, oh dear. <laughs> so I, I, I was relying on your on your you know your perfect commentary and civilization there because as soon as I knew that I I wasn't going uh, yesterday, um, I knew we'd win the game because you know that's what always happens. So I'll just have, go, I'll just so. have to stop you there. We don't want you again. You have to stay away from yeah, everything yeah, then fine. now. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely fine. They can pay me off my season ticket for the rest of the season. But as you as you say, Tim, you know, at, at the end of the day, I, I think Tuesday was was one of those moments. And you're right in what you said, where you know the the manager had come in for obviously a massive criticism, and, you, and you're completely right. And you know, we spoke after the game Tuesday, and and it was literally a that that's it. It's done. It's over moment you know the the players just you know hadn't given anything they didn't look interested again um you know they they didn't look like they were playing for the manager they looked devoid of ideas and inspiration it looked like you know mark had, had run out of ideas and just run out of drive out of passion and uh, just didn't know how to motivate the team at all you and uh, you know with the questions about his future and the criticisms of the players as well, and you know, you you messaged me after the the pre-match press, press conference on on Thursday, and you know, you said to me, "Oh, Mark said he's staying, um, no matter what happens." And I went and listened to to it when the the club put it up and everything. There's a bit of spark there. There was a bit of fire in in the belly, and I just I just wonder whether the amount of, you know, criticism and and quite rightly, you know, it has to be said, you know, they are underperforming as a team um, because, you know, we've been told that we're good enough to stay in this league and this, this team and these players are good enough to, you know, keep us up and this, that and the other. We're not expecting miracles. Like we've always said, if we finish 20th in this league, we'll take it every single day of, you know, of the week because we're not expected to do anything else. But, the, the character and the commitment and the desire in the team were the things being questioned. And, you know, Mark's had to come out and not just, you know, obviously he's probably stuck something into those players finally. And we, we have said before, you know, has he been a bit too soft on them sometimes? Um, you know, quite possibly. But he's obviously potentially stuck one into them after Tuesday's defeat and told him, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing this anymore. Um, you know, you need to go and show what you can do. I'm sick and tired of defending you and I'm, I'm getting, you know, fingers and everything pointed at me when, you know, new players aren't also, you've got to do your fair share. So, um, 
so you know i think that little bit of spark that little bit of fire as you say was it was it arrogance was it you know I, I don't think it was arrogance i just feel like i think you know mark had probably got a little bit comfortable in the fact that you know he didn't expect too many people to be questioning his his you know sort of his job and it's come a bit of a surprise when you know people are backed into a corner like he probably has been especially over the past couple of weeks it sparked him off and you know he's he's shown something and yesterday as you said team they they seem to be a lot more together there seemed to be a bit more of a game plan uh you know a lot more cohesion between the players and you know execution of the game plan um like they do and then you know as the shot came that we you know we scored from a corner which hasn't happened for you know for god knows how long as well and you know, and it's it's just things like that. You know, suddenly they, they get a little bit of fire, a little bit of spark into themselves and, you know, manage to see the game out reasonably comfortable by all accounts. Um, and, you know, then what a difference, you know, three, four days makes, you know. And so, you know, absolutely delighted for, for what they did yesterday. Really pleasing. And, you know, people like Liam Bennett, who, you know, I feel sorry for, who's come in, for, you know, from his loan at Walsall, and he's been absolutely fantastic since he's come in. Probably our our best player since he's come back into the football club. And you know, a few of the others need to step up and reach his levels of commitment. Because in fairness to him, he could think, "Oh, I can't be bothered here." Because you know, if I, even if I put in a good performance, I could potentially get a transfer out of here. Because you know, people might be watching me. So. Um, but yeah, there were there were others that did you know get questioned as well, and you know it's good to see that they've, they've shown a bit of fight, they've shown a bit of passion, managed a, a bit of grit, and seen out the result yesterday. But as we know in this game, you know that that means absolutely nothing if we go to Fleetwood on Tuesday and lose two 0 and you know don't do anything there. So it's all about consistency now. We've got the three points. We're one point clear from the from the relegation zone, I think, and uh, you know I think this might be our game in hand over one or two other teams on Tuesday, and we need to make sure that we get something out of the game and show the same you know fight and desire that we showed yesterday to get three points uh, and to get something on Tuesday. Yeah, and it is interesting. My, my, I was the, we were, we were chatting, chatting with Mark after the game, um, and I think it's, it's, we probably won't have time to play the press call. Uh, sorry, the post match. But um, I, to be fair to him, and after the after the defeat, uh, the Cheltenham defeat, he took it all on himself. He, he, he you know, and he, he said, "This is my fault. This is my fault." Um, you know, you need to support the players, and this is why we thought this is kind of like, you know, look, I'm going, and but you're still going to have to support the players because it's still going to be difficult for them that's not what transpired but you know he he did take it all on he was very honest about it and then yesterday you know he again he was very honest about it he said look you know this this is great and i'm not knocking it everybody's gone home happy because we've won a game but it doesn't mean anything in the you know in the in the overall scheme of things unless we can do it again and again and again Uh, and we know we're going to lose games between now and the end of the season that that that's an that's an absolute given Uh, you know we'd we'd be uh, approaching the playoffs if we manage to win every game from between now and then which is uh, just not going to happen and we know there's going to be more poor results but if we can put more of this together and make this the you know the majority of the games rather than the odd minority then we're certainly going to be safe and again i think you know he he's very honest about it and i think 
that that's kind of almost almost too honest sometimes. Um, but uh, I think it's interesting though, and I guess we probably wouldn't have expected this. But it is interesting that the forums, you know, there was very little in the way of people going, okay, right. So he, he he's actually done something really good. He's managed to inspire the team for this one. And then they could have moaned about it and said, yeah, but that's just one game. We've got to carry on seeing this. But it was interesting the the lack of support that was showed. And I think hopefully, you know, we'll we'll get another win um, or uh, you know this this weekend and then Exeter. Well, we I mean we we know Exeter historically we've done very well against them, but not recently. Um, so it's you know it's it's it, that's going to be another difficult game if we can get good points from these two games, uh, particularly because I'm travelling all the way to Fleetwood on a Tuesday night and I'll be livid if we don't even put the effort in after I've put the effort in and many other fans will have put the effort in after having gone up once already, so they better make the effort on that one. But you know. It, it yesterday showed we can do it. We can we can get results against better teams, and we can fight our way out of the position we're in. And again, pretty much all the games around us, apart from Accrington and Burton, went our way. Um, so we are starting to, you know, we're starting to see a light at the end of the tunnel. The, the old adage, "Hope it's not an oncoming train," is uh, is kind of what uh, what springs to mind. But I, I think at the moment it's it's looking good. And the other thing that was nice was we saw Thomas come onto the pitch um, yes match you know not really match fit not uh, a, a little bit rusty but showing you know in the brief time he was on that there is something there um, and I think he you know he could be that piece that if he slots in and, and and can be that creative attacking midfielder that could be just what we need to get Ironside and Smith going and you know we could it could all be coming together at the end of the season uh, and we may be looking back soon and going well if we played like this all the season I mean okay so a lot of the players we've got in weren't there at the start of the season they came in in the transfer window but you know fans will be a lot happier hopefully yeah, absolutely. Of course they will. And as you say, you know, the the hard work starts again and starts, you know, with the, the two games coming up this week, uh, you know, against the Fleetwood side that have picked up points recently. You know, we're down the bottom with us, but uh, have spent some money in the transfer window. You know, got themselves some good players in. Um, for for this level, which is, which is natural when you when you've got a little bit more than you know what we have to spend, and um, you know an exit side who are uh, you know free falling recently, so as naturally they're playing us again soon. So you, we know what might happen there, especially as you say at Exeter's ground, where it's very rare we we ever pick up anything apart from you know the the train or the or the coach home. So, um, you know, it, it's going to be a tough week in terms of, you know, the, the winnable games. You know, let's, let's not deny it. You know, we should be going there looking to, to pick up, you know, at least four points potentially. But, you know, if, if we were to get two points from the next two games, we'd say, OK, you know, being away from home, the long journeys in, involved with both. Um, you, you know, it, it's, it's going to be hard and the turnaround again is going to be quick. And, you know, the, the question has to be as well, which, you know, can, can the same players go out again on Tuesday and then play again Saturday? Because, you know, a lot of them have played a, a lot of games as well um, in, a, in a, a quick space of time. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the, what the team is Tuesday and whether, it, you know, it's just freshened up slightly 
um in just little areas but um you know yeah as i say you you know one once you know one swallow doesn't make a summer and we, we've got to go and get points from these two games and then you know we've got a home game against portsmouth coming up uh but yeah, you know the players have got to keep going now. You know they've kind of set another benchmark for themselves. You know with, with a little bit of positivity coming back in after a really tough week, and it's it's down to them to to go and capitalise on that. And um, as you say, you know there's one or two coming back. I, I think I did see Liam O'Neill's name finally appear on the uh, on the bench. That, that must have lifted really... your hearts, Matt. <laughs> oh, you, uh, it made me even more glad that I wasn't there for you know before the start. Tim, I have to say, but you know, as you say George Thomas was there as well, and you know by you know what you say and what the the, the forums have said, you know, he looked like a bright sort of energetic player. Um, you know, who, who could be crucial for us towards the end of the season. And, you know, we, we've got to manage his minutes naturally and, you know, see what we can do with him. We don't want him to have any setbacks. And if he can be that link, um, you know, to, to the front two and, you know, sort out, you know, any creative issues and create some chances for them for, you know, Joe and Sam to start scoring the, the, the kind of goals that they got at the end of last season and, you know, all of last season, I should say, really. Um, it'll, it'll be good for us, you know, and that's something that we've we've kind of lacked this year, isn't it? Is, you know, people creating chances and, and the strikers scoring goals. And, you know, we have to remember what, you know, they are the only two strikers in the football club um, at the moment because, obviously, Harvey... Harvey Nibs is out for six weeks and we won't be seeing Fajiri Okunabire for the rest of the season. So, um, you know, we need those two to score, but we need a few others to obviously, you know, chip in and, and get some goals as well. And, uh, you know, scoring a set piece with a, you know, with Lloyd Jones yesterday is, is a good start. And, uh, you know, we, we expected a lot more in terms of from set pieces for him to get his goals because, you know, he always had that attacking threat, but he was about the only one from the corner as well. So, um, you know, hopefully we'll just keep working on them and, you know, planting that ball on his head every single time that he goes in to, to give us a good start. So, but, you know, we'll, we'll see, Tim. You know, it, you know, things were a lot brighter today and uh, we'll see how they go on Tuesday. You know, maybe a couple of changes are made to keep the players fresh. You know, a couple of players coming in eager to impress, you know, trying to get in and, you know, with a bit of fight for their places and, uh, you know, for the club, which is what we've, you know, we've lacked in recent weeks. So, but hey, you could be going all that way up there on Tuesday and it'll be cold and, and we'll lose 2 2 nil and it'll be <laughs> uninspiring again and you'll be messaging me saying Ponder out again. <laughs> that, that's that's what that's what I'm worried about, I tell you. I mean, you know, because to, to be fair, Fleetwood are, Fleetwood are in 11... Uh, well, where are they? They're about they're in the middle of the, middle of the league. They're, they're well above us. They are a better side than us on, on form. Um, so hopefully we can get something from that. I was just looking at, again at the uh, the predicted end of league tables, which I know are always a bit, a bit rubbish, but they do show some something interesting which is consistently although everybody's moving around in that bottom and we're still actually slated to finish third from bottom in this in this week's version of it but the the one thing that hasn't changed really is the boundary 42 43 points seems to be where the predictions are at the moment which is very low i mean normally it's up in the high 40s 50 or 51 um so you know that that benefits everybody who can make a bit of a run because we're only 13 points away from that safety point and the 
still what 15 games to go 45 points to play for so it, it you know it becomes a much more manageable problem um you know we but we would i guess have to wait and see what you know what happens around us because if people carry on winning that that points margin that uh, but a safety point will go up and up and up but uh, yeah we'll see we'll, we'll see what happens i mean we've got the opportunity to uh, go up to fleetwood finally it's it's weird it's two, th- two two thirds of the way through the season and we haven't actually played fleetwood yet because of the uh, postponement so we've got two games in fairly quick succession with them um so it, yeah we'll see what happens but we need to it needs to be that same spirited performance that we've just seen um and then you look at it both them and exeter uh, potentially you know winnable games and or at least you know four points from six uh, if we can do that would be a massive uh, a massive boost both to confidence uh, and to uh, the points tally um but yeah we'd reserve judgment i might be i might be making angry texts on the way back uh, from fleetwood just quickly before we go obviously we've got to just point out um t- two more games at the abbey this uh, next week as well um we've got the women's football uh, the derby uh, league derby uh, not much to pay for apart from obviously the the the, the, the privilege of winning the derby um and then of course at the emirates we've got a stunning number of people um <laughs> a lot of them presumably going because it's the emirates but uh, good on them anyway um uh, you know nearly 3000 people going to watch an under 80 uh, an under 18s youth uh, team play uh, arsenal and from what we've seen against chelsea and sheffield wednesday and others uh, you know they're not going to be they're not going to be outclassed they may not win um, but I think you know they could play really well. They could they could be causing another upset here. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, we we hope there's a good crowd Wednesday. Um, you know, for the ladies and the derby. Um, you know, we did wonder whether one game or the other would get moved, and obviously it was the under 18s to the Thursday, but that was due to you know ambulance and fire strikes and whatever. So, you know, good for people to hopefully get to. You know both games if they can. Um, obviously, the the Emirates, the, the Arsenal under 18s that's you know sold out. As you say, almost three thousand tickets been sold. It's fantastic, and as you say, a few of them are probably yeah, day trippers just going because it is the Emirates and it's so cheap as well. So, but you know, it, it's good as you say. It's good for, for you know for the for the under 18s to be playing in what will be probably their biggest crowd that they've ever played in front of if they don't get into the first team. And, um, you know, I don't, as you say, I don't think they'll get out of class at all. I think, you know, they'll go there and give it a good shot. And uh, on a nice big pitch, you, you never know, Tim, you know, and they like to pass and move the ball and, and they've got half a chance. And, you know, one thing is if you take your chances and you're, you're solid at the back, you know, you've always got a chance in the game of football. So, yeah, two, two good games to look forward to and hopefully we'll, we'll be reporting on a really good week for the football club as a whole uh, next Sunday. Absolutely, absolutely. That would be really nice. Matt, thanks very much for joining us. We'll uh, talk to you again next week. Cheers. Take care, mate. Bye. So there we go. Uh, yes, hopefully a good week for the club. Plenty going on there. Um, we'll talk again about the women's football in a minute, but we'll take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Histon. Want to press the right button? Oh dear, hang on a second. I made a mess of that one. Let's try that one again. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. When we come back, uh, we'll be talking uh, all things history. Out in the dark. 
So it's interesting at Histon. It's uh, there's a few questions that I w- I've got. I had for for Lance around what's going on there at the moment. I mean, if you look at the stats, uh, seven wins out of the last eight games. The last games have been four clean sheets, twenty three goals, four only seven against over those eight games, um, and uh, you know really cementing their place in sixth. Uh, this week they could go uh, above um, MK Irish and uh, go for, go go up to fifth. Um, it's been a, a really, really, really good period, uh, which was uh, interrupted by uh, about six uh, different uh, postponed games, or four or six postponed games after their uh, Boxing Day game. Um, but yeah, it's it, they've gone from strength to strength. I spoke to uh, Histon. I spoke to Histon. I spoke to Lance uh, this morning. This is what he had to say about what's going on down there at the moment. And it's seven seven wins from eight games, and really making uh, a charge at the uh, teams above you. A fantastic result in the middle of the week. Newport Pagnell a one nil win, um, and now I think they're only a point ahead of you. Yeah, I, I, it's amazing how your fortunes can change in a way. We've we, we've won games in that run where we probably shouldn't have won games, but then we've kept the momentum going and. Right now, I mean, to go to Newport and win one nil away after they've got through to the last eight of the bars was an exceptional performance. And actually, 75, 75 minutes in, we could have been two or three up. Um, we were that good on the night. And Newport then threw the kitchen sink at us the last 15, and we held firm. And, you know, that was another clean sheet. Um, and then on to Odeby yesterday, where we we ran away from them 4-0 um, and then gave one or two opportunities. But it was just pleasing in the manner that at the moment, we seem to be quite ruthless and hard to break down, which is a good combination. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you look at the scores, it's 12 goals, 4-0 against in the last four games. Both incredibly pleasing, scoring so many, but keeping clean sheet over four games is uh, an impressive achievement. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've had Jay Rolfe come in from Royston Town on a dual reg to try and get him fit to help Royston out. And he's been exceptional. You know, he's got better with each game. You can see he plays it up. At a higher level, um, and I think what it's doing is it's galvanising our team, but it's also improving the individuals around him. And I think they're looking up to him and aspiring to be, you know, and to play like him as such. You know, and he, I'm not trying to blow his own trumpet, but he has been very good for us. He's played four, get <laughs> four clean sheets. You know, albeit yesterday Sam Roach, we had a ten minute spell when we were four them up, where we we lost our concentration, and Sam made probably six saves in that ten minutes. So, you know, everybody at the moment is is doing their bit to keep the form and run going. And you say he's he's with he's with you definitely for another game, the Tuesday game. Uh, after that, you have to see, but it, it's a good game for him to finish on potentially. Milton Keynes, who are again just above you in the league, a really important game for you. Yeah, it is. You know, like I say, at the moment we're going very well. The squad is quite you know tightly knit at the moment, and it's a case of you know if we can have him for this one more game, and it's an important game for us because if we beat them, we go above them on Tuesday night. So. You know, let's hope we can continue that run. But, you know, I'm hoping that, you know, when he does go back to Royston, we can still maintain this kind of form because it's it's just shown that, you know, we are capable of competing with the best sides in this league. Absolutely. And we talked about the run-in. Uh, the second half of the season was, was likely to be an easier one in terms of the teams you play. Is that the reason why you're getting uh, this performance or is it actually just the team are really clicking at the moment? I think it's the latter. I think the team is really clicking. You know, I think that, you know, the front two at the moment, in or front three, whichever one, in Luke, Marcus or Connor, they're working tirelessly hard for the team and it starts from the front two or three and they've kind of embedded that kind of effort to, in throughout the team and it, and it, and it goes through the team in, in terms of how we want to go about pressing teams. Yesterday, the, the, the intensity of pressing Obi was, was fantastic, especially in the first hour. 
And like I say, in that hour, we've, we've put the game to bed. But I think it's just a case of the confidence is high. Um, we want to keep the, the run going and the momentum is everything. And, you know, the, the right now we're, we're in form of like a top three side. And could be uh, a fifth place side uh, at the end of uh, Tuesday. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, we, we've said top six was our aim this season, but, you know, if we can keep progressing and keep moving forward, little steps, you know, we said this, it's consolidating this year to see where we were from last year. And it feels like, you know, the, the vibe is back within the club right now and, and long may that continue. Yeah, it's it's nice to see um, Lance. I mean, I was speaking to him at the end of last season, you know, this this kind of time frame last season, and it was just, you know, he 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 made he made the best of of what they got, but it, it had been such a terrible season. Um, you could you could sense it all around the club. It was just, you know, they the the kind of. You know, they, they the acceptance that I think they were going down. Um, but now it's so different, you know, to, to, to be there, to have set a target at the start of the year and to, you know, to be at that target now and to, to be showing every sign that that's going to be maintained. It's a pity that, uh, you know, the clubs above them, um, if everyone wins games in hand, there's three, there's three clubs that will be above 50 points. So a long way, you know, 10 points back off there. Um, but there's a, there's a kind of a mini, uh, you know, a mini league there with uh, um, Coventry United, although they've pay, played a couple more games. Um, but uh, MK Irish, uh, just a point ahead with uh, no games in hand. You know, if they can finish fifth or if they can get above fifth, then, uh, you know, they can they can push on and just see how it goes. But uh, certainly much better at Histon uh, and uh, well-deserved. So hopefully that c- will continue. Um, let's, uh, we'll talk about City then. Um, hadn't spoken to Robbie for a while unfortunately um, and this week they had um, a win against Gressley uh, which was a, a real six pointer uh, for them 14th in the league now and um, they've got seven seven points from 18 uh, in the form table they're 11th in the league um, so we're looking uh, a little bit better uh, unfortunately a, last, a loss against Harbour Harbour scored an early goal um, and uh, as you'll hear in the uh, post-match interview Robbie felt that they were the much the better side but Unfortunately, for the first 15 minutes, it was, the game was lost at that point. So let's listen to what uh, Robbie had to say uh, yesterday. Robbie, second week in a row where you've had midweek games as well as Saturday. It was Gresley Rovers on Wednesday this last week. Uh, a 3-0 win uh, against a side struggling further down. Uh, a good a good result. Yeah, it was a it was a very good result. Performance wise, wasn't great, but you know, three moments of quality, and we've produced three goals, and we've had to defend quite well, sort of in the middle of the second half. Two centre halves, Taylor and and Yao, were were outstanding. And you know, when you play against teams with long throws and big aggressive players, it's always going to create opportunities for them. And I thought, although we didn't play particularly well in possession, and you know, we were a little bit sort of subdued in possession, it was. It was really pleasing to, to win the game 3-0, having not played particularly well. So, you know, that was a, a massive bonus for us. You know, it gives us a little bit of daylight between us and, and the teams below us now. I think it's seven points. Yeah, we were thankful to Stevenage because of numbers. We were thankful for Stevenage and West Ratting for helping us out with players for Wednesday. Guy Theo Alexandru, who plays in their youth team, joined us on a month's work experience. And boy, Callum Harrison from West Ratting helped us out on Wednesday. So... Yeah, very thankful for, for those two. Um, and they both played ex- extremely well, to be honest. So, you know, Theo scored and Callum had a hand in, in two of the goals. So, 
uh, positives on that front, but we weren't lucky enough. We we picked up one or two uh, extra injuries from Wednesday. So, but you know, three points is all we all we needed and what we wanted. It was actually the th- first time this season we've beaten a team that are down there. So that was another positive yeah, for us. Yeah. And it was on on Saturday to uh, a clash at the other end of the table, seventh place, Harborough Town, uh, scored an early goal, um, and it stayed that way, one nil uh, loss. Yeah, almost the first fifteen minutes, we were sort of hung up from the performance on Wednesday, where we were slightly sloppy in possession, and uh, you know, Harbour a very aggressive, experienced team. You know, and, and credit to them, you know, they they sat there and went, well, we know that your, your two wide men are good, your two fullbacks get on, so. He ended up playing five defenders, five centre-half across the back line to try and, because we're not the biggest team, he tried to take that threat to us. And, and you know, every time they had a long throw, they all went up. And every time a corner, they all went up. So they tried to be aggressive and, and tried to bully us. And, and I thought in the first 15 minutes, I was sort of sitting there and I was thinking, if we don't stand up, we could get run over here. And, and it could be quite a, you know, a, a 3 4 nil before we've even got out of our blocks. And, and so... Credit to the lads, though. You know, they, they sort of they found a way and they just, you know, grew into the game. And like I say, from 15 minutes in, we were very good. Um, we just couldn't score. We, we we had great opportunities in the final third and it was either a, the wrong pass, wrong decision. You know, it was one of those. And, you know, we get into about 65th minute and we are, oh, for me and lots of people in the ground, a stonewall penalty. Um, you know, lads just gone into the back of Dan Cotton and, Look, if it's anywhere else on the pitch, it's definitely a free kick and it should be a penalty. So frustrating on that front too. But, you know, we, we kept plugging away. They had no answer to our pace and, and, and our passing. And yeah, it was a disappointing result, but a very pleasing performance. So it was good to, to lock horns again with a team that are in the top six, seven. You know, their type of money they're playing with. They just signed a lad from Ilkston on very good money. So, you know, and they've got players in there that are, Step two, step three players over the last few years. So, you know, we knew it was going to be a difficult, difficult afternoon. But when we don't start particularly well and we're slow out the blocks, it it creates a mountain for us. And we should have got something from the game, but we didn't. But, you know, we've now got a week's grace where, you know, we can sort of sit and take stock of who's fit and who's not. Because we lost Ryan Ingrid again yesterday to a, a separate injury, calf strain. So that's, again, it's looking like that could be a lengthy one. So Jared's got a, a, a whack on his foot x-ray this morning so again it's two very key players that we potentially could lose which isn't ideal yeah i say i mean you've got sporting calcerous currently sitting fourth although you did beat them uh 2-1 in the game back in october yeah you know we're looking at we're hopefully bringing a lad in from peterborough united this week to help you know sort of the forward line tom wormsley was back yesterday and his partner gave birth in midweek so he was back but you know it's he hasn't played for a month and you know, it's the games that we've got coming up, Tim. We've got Sporting Kelsa, Boldermere, you know, so we've got two very tough games coming up. And I think sandwiched between that, we've got the Cam's Envy with um, with Wisbeach. So, yeah, yeah, we've, we've got a tough run of fixtures. But like I've said to you before, if we can get an 11 out that I feel are certainly in my eyes strong enough and a fit, then we'll we'll take take the game to, to Kelsa and Boldermere like we did yesterday. You know, we took a lot of plaudits yesterday after the after the game because of the way we played and that was encouraging you know a lot of, a lot of teams are fearing us at the moment mm-hmm. and that's good to hear you know everyone we talked to you know the manager yesterday said oh you know we were at Hal's Owen last week they're they're telling us you're the best team they've played and 
you know, so <laughs> great to hear those types yeah. of things. But the most important thing for us is three points. And we didn't get that yesterday. And, you know, we need to look to, to Saturday. And like I said, if we can get people fit and off the injury couch, we'll give them a, a really good game. Across the city and South Cambridgeshire. On FM, digital and your mobile. Cambridge 105 Radio. From the terraces on Cambridge 105 Radio. I'd, I'd love to do uh, to sit back and actually count how many players have played for Cambridge City over the last two years. I mean, their their, their uh, injury record and illness record has. I mean, it's been even worse than United's, and uh, it, it's so good that they can go and find players um, with other teams uh, and uh, you know get 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 some strength back in that squad. Uh, hopefully, that will continue, um, and the strength will continue. Uh, the squad will continue to strengthen. Um, uh, with players that are coming back, I had that horrible deja vu when I was doing that. This this last little bit, I thought I'd missed out. I thought I'd played the wrong interview for Histon, but I went straight into the city. So, excuse me if I was a bit confused at the start of that one. But there you go. Um, so yeah, hopefully uh, that will continue. Two big games uh, coming up: um, fourth place and I think fifth or sixth place uh, to, to play. Um, it will be good if they can, you know, keep their form up against the top clubs and perhaps pull some uh, some points from that one. Um, um, but cementing their place in uh, 14th, uh, uh, well out of uh, danger at the moment. So we shall see how things go with that. OK, uh, let's uh, talk about the uh, women's football. Um, United didn't have a game uh, last week um, and, in fact, don't have a game today uh, apart from a friendly they were aged against Peter- Peterborough United's uh, development team. Spoke to Darren this morning uh, about what's going on there at the moment and this is what he had to say. Darren, after a, a social for the uh, team to get to know each other a little bit better last week, you've got a friendly against Peterborough Development side this afternoon, 2.30 away. It, obviously, you wanted to play something because you've got the uh, derby on Wednesday. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was it was very much about just getting a game under our belts. And uh, we're really grateful to Peterborough United Devs for for putting us uh, a game on so that we can play. Yeah, we, we, we just need... To, training's been really, really good this week, so that's that's the first thing to say, but nothing quite replicates a game, and, and you know, I know Sean and the team over there quite well, so for, for us, it's about prepping properly for Wednesday, what do we need to do, and we absolutely need a game. It was, it was just very difficult because most teams are in action, so um, yeah, look, we, we're really grateful to them for helping us out and, and putting on a game for us, and looking forward to it, to be honest. And I suppose the good news as well is that it, it looked at one stage uh, last week like the youth game and the women's game were going to clash, which was going to make it very, very difficult to get uh, a crowd at the Abbey. But uh, thanks to the ambulance strike, the uh, Youth Cup games moved and uh, you stayed on the Wednesday. So looking forward, hopefully, to uh, a good crowd. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a good week for the club, isn't it? You know, the men's team play on Tuesday, we're on Wednesday at the Abbey, and then the Youth Cup game on the Thursday, which I'm looking forward to as well. So, a really good week for the club, and really, it was quite a lot of doing and trying to try and get the game sorted out and try and still host it at the Abbey if we possibly could. Um, it was looking at one point like that, that wouldn't be possible, but yeah, as, as you say, things have been moved around, so now we get to play at the, the Abbey on Wednesday, and we're, we're looking forward to hopefully getting a really good crowd down there. There's a lot of positivity around the club again at the moment, which is fantastic, and uh you know, look at the support that the youth the youth side have had, you know, sold out the allocation, which is brilliant to see. Uh, so we're hoping that we'll get a few people down on the Wednesday to come and uh, come and support us too. 
Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, five pounds for adults, free for season ticket holders and uh, children go free as well. So uh, no, no excuse not to come down for that one. Looking at the league league tables, obviously, it, it, it's a it's a key game. I mean, all games are key, but it's a key game for City, uh, sitting as they are precariously, uh, only three points above the drop zone. Do you think that's going to be uh, a, a good motiv- a good motivation for them? Um, they've got Hounslow today, and that—that's that, you know that'll be the first game on their minds because ultimately that's that's a proper six points. You know the two teams that are in the bottom two of the table, um, so that that'll be very much first and foremost on their minds. They'll know that they've got to do that job first. I think it's one of those, isn't it? It's a local derby. You know, it's a cliche, but it's true. If you need motivating for a game like like this, then you know you're probably at the wrong club. I know that the players, certainly my players, are all all up for it and ready for it, and uh, I, I expect City will be too. I think it'll be a really good game. You know, it tended to be. Really good games over the years, and you know there's been some good scores for both teams. So it scores to settle either way, and uh, yeah, I think for us it's about now trying to put on a bit of a run, put, put good performances together, um, and start to see the results of that. And like you say, for City, they're they're in a position where they'll they'll need points. They'll be scrapping for everything they can get, as they always do. They're a good side at that, and we've got to show resilience to make sure that uh, you know we put on a battle where we need to, but also show the quality when we have the opportunity. And in terms of personnel, obviously a, a friendly today where you can, you know, you can swap people around. But uh, are you uh, okay injury wise? Yeah, not too bad. Um, we've we've got uh, pretty much everybody available today. We, we don't really have too many concerns. So it's really it's it's a full squad that we can look at. Um, the only person at the moment who we're just trying to get back into fitness is Harley Jean Simpson, who, who hasn't actually made an appearance for us this season because she wasn't available first part of the season and ironically she was looking really good in training last week and then just tweaked to hamstring so we've just had to be a bit careful with her uh, but she's a really exciting player that we're looking forward to having in and around the squad uh, but otherwise yeah we're looking pretty good so uh, today as you say is a chance to try a few things out give people some game minutes and uh, hopefully the stuff that we've done in training this week will, will come out in the game. And you mentioned earlier on the uh, FA Youth Cup. Um, I mean, it's been a, a fantastic effort from uh, the youngsters at the club. Shows great promise for the future, and uh, and what a way to cap uh, the performances so far to take. I mean, there's two and a half thousand, three thousand nearly uh, Cambridge fans going to go up there and see them. Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? And and you know, I watched the Sheffield Wednesday game in the last round, and it's just a really exciting team to watch. You know, they they're very well well coached by Jimmy and the and the team there, the staff. Um, they know their jobs, they know the responsibilities, they really work hard um, for each other and, and for the result that they deserve to get on that night. And I think they'll, you know, it'll be a really interesting game. Arsenal are clearly going to be a good side, but this this side that United have are really talented. There's some, some excellent players in there and they shouldn't fear anybody. So I think it could be a very exciting game. And, and as you say, you know, the, the backing of the fans shows exactly what, what the club means to people, you know, to go there in those kind of numbers and uh, and support the young lads. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be a great game and uh, something for them to, mem- to have memories from after the game, whatever the result. But I really think it could be a very good game. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'd, I'd certainly be backing them based on what I saw against against Sheffield Wednesday and bits that I've heard of other games. I think you know, there's some, some, some very good players clearly in there and I think Arsenal could be in for a good game. Yeah, well, actually, we were talking about the women's. We suddenly got into the uh, boys' football. Boys' football. I call them youngsters, but they, compared to me, they are youngsters. So I think I'm justified that boys might be a bit of a stretch. Um, but yeah, I, we, we've spoken about that a lot. I mean, it is going to be a great one. But just going back to the to the women's football. I mean, United. 
the, the leagues the league's an odd one um, there's there's only what 11 teams there should be 12 there's only 11 teams so there's only one promotion one relegation and we've talked about this over and over again you end up with this difficult kind of position where you've got a hashtag um, are running away with it it's probably a bit much I mean uh, Wimbledon could be on 25 points only 6 points behind uh, hashtag um, and then you've got uh, 2 or 3 uh, teams get, approaching the 19s and the 20 well no you've got 4 teams approaching the 19th and 20th although Ashford have played a couple of games extra so it's always difficult because there's only one promotion so hashtag look to be the favourites it's all in their hands and this year fortunately for City only one relegation because of the dropout um, uh, Cambridge United are uh, only in four, uh, four from the bottom in 8th place but uh, plenty of points away from that it would be difficult before the end of the season to see them getting into any danger whatsoever especially when you consider Hounslow and we'll talk about uh, City's game in a minute because they're playing Hounslow today um, what was billed by Paul Burling last week as the uh, most important game in the club's history which I think is you know given given that it would potentially mean relegation if they were to lose um, then uh, you know it, it, it is an important game Hounslow poor Hounslow 10 games no wins no draws 10 losses 100, 112 goals for and I think it's about one uh, sorry it's about 114 because I think they've scored a couple of goals um, so just a, 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 a truly miserable season for them it must be very difficult um, you know averaging sort of 12, 12 goals per game 13 goals per game against them um, just can't be any fun and, and City must be confident about that I spoke to Paul this morning um, uh, about it and this is what he got to say about the QPR game and the uh, Hounslow game well, we left you last week uh, just uh, getting ready to face uh, Queen's Park Rangers, uh, a 2-1 victory for QPR, but only due to uh, a last-minute goal uh, from, uh, bizarrely, a Cambridge City, an ex-Cambridge City player. Uh, otherwise, it would have been a draw. Yeah, it was um, a really disappointing end to the game. What had been quite a good game. City had stayed in for long periods of time, took the lead uh, early in the first half and should really have been a couple of goals up again just not quite taking our chances when we're on top. Bit of a cliche, but it's it's week in, week out. Mm, yeah. Um, I, I guess, I mean, you, you, we talked about this last week, the game. I mean, the today's game, I, I said it was an important game. You said it was probably one of the most important games uh, in the history of the women's team. Uh, Hounslow, who are having a dire season, um, uh, not actually got a point as yet. Um, you're just ahead of them on three three points. So it is an, a massively important game for you. Yeah, really important. Uh, we take a full squad down there today and... Um, perform in the manner we need to uh, to get a result so it's um yes uh, an, another cliche relegation six pointer um but that's where we are as a club at the moment and uh, we need to to make sure we we keep performing as as we have done in the last couple of weeks Absolutely, and I, I guess the, the difficulty is sometimes against clubs like that, you, you can go kind of thinking, well, they're conceding an average of 11 goals per game, this is going to be an easy one, but uh, you, you, you can never take that attitude, really. No, we're, if we win with a 90th minute deflection off someone's backside, <laughs> we'll be delighted. Honestly, um, it's, it's a win-at-all-cost game. Um, we don't go there underestimating them at all. We underestimate nobody in this league. We just need to continue the form that we've had in the last couple of games without quite getting the results, take our chances and uh, see what, what uh, the outcome brings.
And then, of course, he's on to the uh, Derby game at uh, the Abbey Stadium. Looked like it might not end up there at one point because of the FA Youth Cup. Um, but uh, Wednesday night under lights at the Abbey uh, should be a really good atmosphere and hopefully a good crowd down there. Yeah, look, I, I worked for, for United for 10 years in the catering. It's a great atmosphere under the lights. Um, Ian, the groundsman, does a great job and it's great that they're there. It's, a, it's an occasion. It's a great occasion for both teams to enjoy... Um, playing on such a big pitch and uh, yeah it'll be a good day good day out but we've got today to worry about first indeed they do kick off in about uh, three minutes at Hounslow for that one I'll be keeping an eye out on Twitter for it hopefully um, a win uh, and uh, hopefully actually for, for confidence purposes hopefully a, a good number of goals in that one as well um, and we shall uh, we see how that gets them um, pretty much all we've got time for this week uh, thanks very much to Matt obviously for uh, joining us to Robbie and Lance for uh, recording and to Darren and Paul as well Um Lots of football again this week, um, so hopefully uh, United can uh, manage to put in a second uh, and a third good uh, gutsy performance and pull some points back out of this week and uh, we could be sitting much happier by the end of this week if we can get those points and if results go our way we could find ourselves out of the bottom four um, and uh, looking a little bit more healthy and people can uh, not relax because it's still plenty to go um, but uh, can be a little bit happier uh, stay tuned to uh, uh, Cambridge 105 Radio uh, we've got uh, Les Ray with Strummers and Dreamers uh, coming up after the break that's all we've got time for so we will see you again uh, next week thanks very much for listening and see if you can get down to the women's uh, game on Wednesday evening Cambridge 105 Radio